Welcome back to the Money Level Show, where we think, act, and prosper. And today, I got a special guest on the channel. Uh, I've been watching his stuff for a while, watching a lot of the, his knowledge and the, just everything that he brings to the table about what is going on in the economy, what is going on in the precious metals industry, and everything. So I want to welcome today David Morgan of The Morgan Report. How are you doing today? You're all doing well. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. To, uh, I've been telling a few a few uh, of the people that I've been interviewing, just like, hey, sometimes it's hard to get some of your famous guys on my channel. But I, I'm glad that I'm glad that, you know, you weren't on the high and mighty horse and you, you decided to come on here. I, I, and I appreciate that. I'm sure the audience appreciates, appreciates that as well. Well, I, the message is strong as far as I'm concerned. And I think everyone ought to have a chance to hear it. So I've flown to distant spots and spoke before four people before. In fact, I think one time in Toronto, there were only two people in the audience. And, you know, I'd like to have seen more, but yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. it's what it is, Daryl, and you just go with it. And I'm happy to just about any time I've been asked to speak or do an interview, I pretty much have said yes. There's been a few times I haven't, and it hasn't been because of who was asking for the interview. At least I can't think of that. It was more you know, double booked or on a flight or, you know, family emergency or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm actually a music artist, too. So I, I know the feeling of doing, uh, you know, doing the show and you got five people in the crowd. And, and uh, I remember a friend of mine, he actually uh, he used to rap with uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. And, uh, and uh, he um, he said one time they had a show and it snowed. And uh, I don't know if you're in Washington too, but I'm, I'm over here in uh, Western Washington. But um, it snowed and they had Run DMC come out. It was only five people that showed up to the show. Run DMC rocked it like like it was like it was a crowd full of people. <laughs> Standing room only. Yeah, that's uh, I sh uh, shout out to him or them. It's it's the whole band. But yeah, I get it. You know, I think people that are real are real everywhere regardless of what the external is right if yeah, you follow yeah, what i'm saying exactly. like you're really strong about yourself you're carrying that if there's one person in the audience or standing remotely yeah that is true that is true so dave uh could you share a little bit about your background and how did you get into buying precious metals what's the backstory behind that yeah, I've told it many times, but there's always new uh, audience. I was 11 years old when the coins changed from 90% silver to Johnson slugs. And that kind of piqued my curiosity. As time went on, I learned more and more about how the monetary system works. Most of it was self-study. I started reading uh, newsletters like mine way back when I was in my you know late teens, early 20s. And just kept learning and learning. The more I learned, the more upset I became about what happens in these situations. It's basically a fraud. The idea that you can get something for nothing is how the system works. They print money basically at no cost and they loan it out at <clears throat> interest and we have to work for it and we have to work to pay off the interest. So made it my life's mission really to take a stand and educate people and uh, point them toward the precious metals. I'm not a precious metals dealer. Uh, in some cases, I can certainly help people that, uh, 
you know, want to be connected with a dealer I know and trust and that type of thing. But that's not my business. My business is education. I write a financial newsletter. I've been doing it for about 23 years. Focuses on the macro picture, the big economy, the world global picture. And then I uh, take it down into, uh, you know, everyday type of things that affects the everyday person and then move into the way to leverage your precious metals investing after you have real coins is to go into the mining equities. And that's what I specialize in. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's important because uh, <clears throat> I was recently doing a, a podcast uh, interview on another channel on my sister's channel. And uh, we talked about a lot of this stuff and, and the macro picture of just like fiat currencies and every single fiat currency ever created failing. Like a lot of people don't know that, especially in, in you know, in our country and, uh, you know, in the African-American community. A lot of people think that, you know, dollars here to stay forever, you know, and um, and that's that's important that you're doing that education. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just add on to that a bit, Daryl. I mean. I had a guy from Australia that was pretty close to the banking industry, and he believed everything I said except one thing, the dollar would fail. He said, oh, come on, David. You really think the dollar's going to fail? I go, well, it depends how you even measure it. If you measure the 1913 dollar, the Federal Reserve itself that created it will tell you it's worth two cents. I mean, if you had your nephew come home with a 100-point quiz and he got two out of 100, I think you'd tell him it was a failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's some great... That's great to hear that because um, it's definitely something that I never was aware of. And I just got into this kind of space about a year ago uh, when COVID hit. I picked up the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, then, I, then I traveled down Robert Kiyosaki's channel, started seeing people talk about gold and silver. And that just really got me into this. And then learning about the history of fiat currencies and things like that, that was that was what really impacted and shaped my view. So. I'm trying to help bring that education here at the Money Level Show, so I appreciate you bringing that. So there, there's been a few times I've, I've heard you talk on a few different interviews about uh, the food shortages that are going on. There are concerns about inflation. Uh, we've seen, uh, definitely seen some pockets of inflation with uh, lumber costs or shipping containers, um, uh, food, and all these other different things that are going up in, in price, especially assets. Uh, so what, what, what's your thoughts on, on this kind of this environment, especially with like the food shortages and, and around inflation? Well, during uh, either an inflationary depression or a uh, debt liquidating or deflationary depression, basically they're the same. In one case, the currency was worth more. In the other case, the currency is worth less. But the outcome is basically the same, which is high unemployment. Uh, depression in the general populace, meaning that uh, they're not really optimistic about tomorrow. Uh, difficulty in the basic necessities, food, shelter, doesn't mean shelter isn't there, it's the ability to pay your rent or you know, keep paying your mortgage. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of disruptions and the, the main things that take a top level down view, it goes from stuff we don't need to stuff we need. And what does that mean in the financial world? It means stocks and bonds are paper assets that might have value in your mind, in your bank account, in your, you know, on your uh, screen when you take out your calculator and see how many zeros are behind your first digit. 
but that's not nearly as important as the physical economy, which is your lumber, your cotton, your food, your precious metals, because they are money. And in uh, times of inflation or deflation, especially gold more than silver, but either case become more and more valuable, meaning they buy more and more lumber, rent, food, and the things that you need. So we're making this huge shift from the stock market's king and new highs every day and the bond market's been the best market could be in for 40 years and on and on. Nothing goes forever and they're ending. Yeah, I know the stock market made a new high in the NASDAQ like three days ago. I know that. Uh, I'm pretty well studied. That's not yeah. my point. My point is it's hard to pick an exact top, but it's pretty not easy. But if you are objective, you can see uh, pretty much when it's going to start shifting to the other direction. And we are. And so I just would acknowledge the fact that everyone listening to your show, look at where they're at, what they need, and what they don't need. And if they feel <clears throat> the crunch coming for them personally, take a look, you know, if you have three bicycles and only need one, sell them, you know, mm -hmm. get some extra food, whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about people being happy, joyous and free. Believe me, that would be like, if I had a magic wand, I want everybody on the planet, but that's not a reality. But if we live yeah. within our means, there is a lot less stress in your life. When you've got that big car payment and you've got two cars, and yeah, it'd be a hassle to have one because you've got to take the old lady to work or she's got to take the old man to work or however it goes. Yeah, but you know what? When you're not making that $500 a month payment and you don't have to make it anymore, that <laughs> relieves a lot of stress. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, and especially with our, um, you know, our nation being more of a consumer nation as well. You know, we consume more than we produce, um, you know, and, and that's that's very like, vital in this situation is that you know we are consuming way too much and you know when a crisis happens such as the dollar collapsing or in hyperinflation inflation or whatever a lot of these things that we think that we need are going to disappear out the window you know these things are going to become less valuable and so that's why i try to educate people on like being outside of the financial system with precious metals and, and cryptocurrencies but um you know, also being able to, you know, play a little bit of the paper market. If you're able to make some money there on some mining stocks, I mean, that's that's fine. But you got to have the physical in your hand. Yeah, no, that's what I teach. I mean, that's again, I'm not a bullion dealer, but I really don't want anyone paying me to read the Morgan report if uh, you know they don't have real metal in their hands. And I understand a lot of people can't do that right now, and I get that. So. If that's your situation, one, get my free newsletter. You're getting a lot of valuable information. You're stuck in these stock picks, but you're not going to be investing in stocks anyway. So you kind of get the, mm -hmm. let's say the meat on the bone and then for free. And then if you do have extra money, you know, basically I'd say, you know, save some fiat, still works, but get some extra food or look at your food budget. You know, if you're eating out and, you know, look, I admit it, I do the fast food thing sometimes. I'm a big hamburger yeah, yeah. guy, but uh, you know yeah. what? You can do a lot better job at home for about a third the cost in most cases. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to lecture. I'm just trying to state reality to everybody and give them uh, some thinking. And, you know, if someone hear me the first time knows my passion or feels my passion, I should say, Scott, I really like that guy. I should go get some silver. Well, wait a minute. 
before you go get some silver, just check your budget, check your household, check what your your needs are. And it may not be silver, the first thing. It may be paying off that credit card or, you know, mm -hmm. taking a step back and, and securing a, a more of a stress-free life. I see so many people out there and it hurts my heart that they're hurting because one, they didn't have a lot of control of the situation they're in, but two, and I'll blame them, I'll blame myself. They're not really looking at what they can do to solve their own problem. Again, I go back to the two cars instead of one, or maybe walking to work or bicycling to work once or not eating out as much or getting off the Netflix subscription or whatever. I'm not trying to change anybody look, but I'm trying to help. And the help can be just a few things here and there um, can make a difference. You know, if you're on the edge, a couple hundred bucks a month difference can make a whole bit, a whole bunch of difference between, you know, fighting with the old man or fighting with the old lady, because, you know, there's more bill than there is pay, you know, dollars at the end of the month when a few changes can help. But now I know there are people that probably have done that and still are having an issue and that I really don't have any advice other than you're not alone. And money doesn't make the world go round, although it sounds like it, energy is the most important resource, but really people are what's important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's part of survival, you know, having, um, you know, your community, you know, generators, food, you know, things like that, precious metals. And that's that's just a key part of survival, uh, you know, after especially after seeing the whole thing in Texas and just how many people weren't weren't prepared to to endure that. Um, so one, one thing that, you know, I've kind of seen, like, especially lately, you know, the stimulus rolling out and stuff. Uh, I remember I went to the, the mall to pick my son up and uh, the mall was packed. Like it was no parking spot. There's usually some open parking for me to like, you know, okay, let me get in this spot, do the drop off or whatnot. But the mall was packed and this was right when those stimulus checks were dropping and everything. And so, you know, I, I think that, you know, if people, you know, don't spend money on, on consumer, you know, uh, uh, consumer goods that are not going to hold value and, and spend, you know, 30 bucks, 35 bucks on an ounce of silver or whatever, you know, like you, you'll be in a good position to at least start towards that preparation. Yeah, I agree. It's the best way to save, really. If you're going to save, if you have the ability to save money and you're pretty comfortable with your, you know, what your bills are on a monthly basis, certainly save some in precious metals. I can't uh, hit that hard enough because we're at the end of this great currency inflation. It's not going to last a whole lot longer, maybe a few more years. I don't think it's going to go another decade. I really doubt it. I don't think it's going another five years. So silver is undervalued. And if you look in uh, high inflationary environments like we're experiencing right now in Venezuela or Turkey, Turkey lost, I think it was 15% of their value of their currency in 13 days. So wow. is that coming to America? Yes. Is it coming at that strong a rate? Probably not. But if you see food prices, let's say go up 30 or 40% in three months or so, and some foodstuffs have, you know, that you can't get that kind of return in a bank. So just as a, a corny example, that big jar of peanut butter or that case of tuna fish or whatever that you bought three months ago is now 30% higher. I don't know if those two are but some foods are that you'd be pretty smart mm -hmm. buying that and of course saving in silver silver usually catches up as things become more apparent to the general public the general populace realizes oh my goodness these food prices are just going to keep going up 
that's when more people start saying, you know what, I got a thousand bucks saved for a rainy day. I'm going to take you know, half of it or whatever, put it in the silver because I know that I don't really know what food I want to buy right now, but I know that silver is going to buy me at least as much as it will today, tomorrow, a month, two months, and a year or so. It may buy me three times or four times as much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, what, what's the current state of the silver market? Uh, you know, we, we had the Wall Street bets come out and try to squeeze, you know, things like that. Um, what, what's the current state of it? Like right now, I've been seeing the premiums really high. Um, and yeah, so what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's under stress. There's a lot of demand, especially on the retail side, that cannot be met with uh, normal premiums. So the premiums have gone sky high. Should you buy it with the sky high premium? I'll leave that up to you. Um, so I would say yes for some. If you're gonna, you know, you don't want to put your life savings in when it's a high premium like this. But if you don't have any, you might consider getting some. Are the premiums going to come back down to normal or not? I don't know. I was very strong in 2008 during the initial financial crisis. The premiums would come back to normal, and they did. This time, I'm not as sure, Daryl, because there's so much stress in the in the economy, in the financial system, in the bond market, the stock market, and you know the Joe Biden. And I'm not. I'm apolitical. I hate all politicians equally, just for the <laughs> record. Okay, so. <clears throat> I um, but still with the stimulus of you know almost two trillion and three trillion proposed to go to infrastructure. I mean, you know, you start spending five trillion dollars at a time, it's gonna really hurt the pocketbooks of every average, you know, American. So take all that into account. You know, it's not the end of the world. We're getting close to it, but now <laughs> just just uh you know, take an inventory of what you've got, and I would say, you know adjust people are amazing and no matter what color or stripe or whatever humanity is really good at adjusting and adapting to almost anything so you can be you know hot weather cold weather a lot of food of course you can't eat no food and survive i know that but the point is we're stronger than we think stress does usually help build character and you said it first, Daryl, I need to compliment you for it because it's a community. I mean, a friend is priceless. I mean, if silver goes where I think it's going to go, you make my 10 times on your money or 10 times in value. But that's an object. That's a, a barter item. It's real money. It's whatever you want to call it. I call it real money. But a friend is going to help you out. That's priceless, you know, and we need communities that are going to help each other. And we've lost that. There's some, but they're... Generally speaking, you go back into my early, you know, time and your age. I mean, the communities were kind of taken for granted. Everyone knew their neighbors. We'd share stuff, you know, you'd watch the kid without charging a babysitting fee and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We've lost it. We've lost it because we're buried in the iPhone and I don't want to blame anybody, but our culture has changed. There's no, mm -hmm. no nothing to point out. Or well, I could maybe point at something. I won't, but... <clears throat> You get my drift, I think. You probably want to make a comment. I'm not sure. No, no, uh, yeah, you good. That's that's good to hear. Um, uh, community, because uh, for me, like I think of my family, like I've been educating them on, you know, the value of precious metals and and being out of the financial system. Um, some some of them have chosen to act. Some of them not. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna keep buying more because there may be a, 
a situation where I have to help out a family member, you know, and and so I just kind of have that that in my mentality and in the back of my head. So in the in the history of silver, um, I don't know if you ever seen a documentary. Uh, it was uh, the Secret of Oz. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty uh, good, documentary. Oh, good documentary. Yeah, like three yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the silver was the working class people's money, um, and and they I, I seen that it was like some fights to try to get silver as a monetary metal and all these different things. Um, what, what's your thoughts on kind of that history? Like, cause my channel reaches a lot of working class people and silver has that history of being a working class people's money. Yeah. Well, if you go back even further, I wrote a book called the silver manifesto with Chris Marchese and we go trace silver back. I mean, I've written articles. One of the first ones I wrote for the public was, uh, is silver money question mark. You know, first money mentioned the Bible, silver, not gold. Silver has been used as money more places, more times, and for far more transactions in the history of the world than gold ever has. Silver is the money of the people, and gold is basically nation state to nation state. France pays off America. America pays off Great Britain. Certainly, you can use gold in payment. I'm not saying you can't. So in the... Uh, <clears throat> in the change in 1873 called the crime 1873 where silver was demonetized for five years it basically couldn't be used as money uh what took place was the eastern establishment banking class wanted to eliminate silver and make it gold only they owned the gold and they were making the rules and the rules were silver bad gold good and uh silver's <clears throat> the word silver and the word money is synonymous in like 14 languages. Uh, you, you know, I've been told by people in my field, people that I share the speaking platform with, you know, I'll lecture and then they'll lecture before, after me. And they say, well, silver is just an industrial metal. It's not money. Well, that's pretty hard to tell somebody in Argentina or Mexico or most of the uh, Spanish speaking community because the word silver is money. So like mm -hmm. me telling you, Daryl, see this money here. It's not money because this is money, but that's, you wouldn't know what the hell I was talking about. But yet these people have the audacity to say it's not money. Now it is an industrial metal as well as money, but its status is money. I don't think will ever go away and it's legally money. I mean, I can take, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of these things, a silver dollar that's worth about 28, 30, 30 in um, fiat and say, oh, wait a minute, David, that's 30 in fiat and an ounce of silver is 30 in fiat. I think a silver dollar is more valuable. It's kind of rare. And Daryl, you're right, but a dollar is actually three, about three quarters of an ounce. The new dollar, the new treasury dollar is one ounce. Even the treasury doesn't know what a dollar is. A dollar is a weight, <laughs> 371.2 fine grains and 999 fine silver defined by the Coinage Act of 1792. But I'll get off my high horse. <clears throat> We're going to see silver come back as money. It already is through probably the blockchain. And we will see people that prefer to be paid in real money rather than in fiat. And if we are able to really get, you know, some of these cryptos going where they're free of interference, <clears throat> which worries me uh, somewhat. And then I think we have the power to take uh, the position of where the people control the money, we have the power rather than the bankers controlling the money and they have power over us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a very um, important topic I've talked about um, 
you know, bankers having that control over money and money historically was, you know, you and I dealing in a transaction together and what we determined what was money or what was valuable, you know, uh, and then we did have a lot of bankers come in and take control over that. When silver takes off, do you feel like it'll ever come back? Uh, you know, there's times where we've you know, seen recently when gold went on this run, uh, silver went on the run as well, uh, and they kind of came back to their, you know, pre-levels, pre-COVID levels or whatnot, or uh, a little bit after COVID or whatnot. But if silver goes off, you know, say it takes off, you know, we have inflation and stuff like that. Do you think that it'll ever come back down to these levels? I'm not sure it'll come back down to these levels. It might go lower before we really take off, but all markets tend to overshoot and there's nothing more emotional than the, the worry or the panic that the US dollar is gonna be worth absolute zero. It won't, the dollar won't go to absolute zero. A new monetary system will be established before that happens. But the idea that it's getting there and it's getting there quickly certainly could take place and I think it will at some point. And again, I think that some point isn't that far off, probably in the, last, in the next few years. So what happens is there's panic buying and it overshoots. So let's just use, I've used this example before, but I think it's a really good one to illustrate the point. Most people that start to learn about precious metals hear very early on that the gold is a constant, that a gold ounce will buy a fine men suit in the Roman Empire, a fine men suit in the late 1880s, and a fine men's suit today. And really, if you go a step further, it's a suit, shoes, umbrella, you know, that's so many, but the fine suit is, is what- Top hat, you gotta throw a top yeah, hat. Yeah, top, there we go, thank you. In a cane, you gotta right. throw a cane in there. Okay, <laughs> I'm with you, okay. And, and that's about it. So if a, an ounce of gold buys you a men's warehouse, I think you can easily see that it's overvalued. And gold does get overvalued at times, and so does silver. So you don't want to really measure it in, oh, it's worth 5,000 pieces of paper an ounce or 10,000 pieces of paper an ounce, which is a measurement. And we're all brainwashed to think that that means something because we all believe that these pieces of paper have value. And in a way they do right now, but it takes more and more of them to buy the same ounce of gold. Gold hasn't changed. It's a constant. So what's changed? The value of the paper. That's what's changed. So my point being, Daryl, very simple. Look at what that ounce of gold or that ounce of silver buys you relative to its historic value. And if it buys you 10 men's suit instead of one, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out gold is overvalued. The median is one suit. It's going to buy 10 suits. Hey, it's time to trade this gold for land, pay off my house, get that second car back for my wife. She's tired of driving one car, whatever it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the time to yeah. cash out. Yeah. So Dave, do you have a silver prediction? Um, I know some people do predictions and some people don't. Like for me, like I don't, I just look at the macro picture. I don't get into the technicals or levels or charts and stuff like that of, of the metals. I kind of just see see it as being just more value than what the price is right now. So um, well, do you have a prediction for silver? Well, I do. I did way back when, and uh, you know, I, after a few years of starting my website, <clears throat> and at that time I wrote a book, Get the, Get the Skinny on Silver Investing. And in that book, I said, I saw $100 an ounce, and I stand by that. 
I think we're going to at least that level. I do think we'll see triple digit silver, which means it's not going to be $50 an ounce at the high or 60 or 70. It's going to be 100, 120, 220. I don't know. I don't like to make outlandish predict predictions because before you get to $100 an ounce, it's got to get to 50 again and it's got to get through it. And it stopped off at 50 in 1980 and a little below that in 2011. It may get there in 2022 and stall out and fall back and go from 50 to 40. And everyone says, <laughs> see that? <laughs> I told you silver isn't worth anything. You know, a double from 25 when Daryl and David talked. And, you know, so double, big deal. Look at what Tesla did, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll hit 40 and zoom out and it'll go through 50 and hit 60 and 75 and 80 and 95. It'll happen so fast. People wonder what the hell happened. And then they'll start yeah. moving into the market and they'll be happy to buy it at 95 when they ignored it when it hit that 40 low or whatever. So that's how markets move is going to do exactly what I outlined. No, I'm just giving you the idea, but there's no fever like gold fever. When people fear what their dollars will buy and they move into something they trust like gold, there is nothing that's ever taken as much momentum and as much move of emotional buying that you see in the gold market. And if you take Beanie Babies or Pet Rocks or, you know, I don't know all the stuff, you know, Daryl, you're younger and, you know, more uh, vibrant probably than I am, but you've seen other things that were like the big thing. Well, the iPhone and standing out in front of the, that's just nothing compared to what happens when people fear what their money's going to be worth and they move into gold. I mean, that's nothing like watching the iPhone release. People will panic buy. And that's only going to be, with the internet, maybe 10% of the population, probably more like 5%. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, grandma and her daughter drove by an iPhone, an Apple store, and saw that big long line waiting out at, you know, midnight. Grandma said, what are those people doing, you know? She didn't have a clue. Well, that's gonna be most people when the run to gold starts, but they'll learn, they'll see it, they'll understand it. And with the internet, it may be more than five or 10%, but everyone will remember after the great run to gold, why it happened and why it's important to have some precious metals. Mm -hmm. what, what were you were you involved in the um, um, the gold market in the 70s 80s when it absolutely when it, yeah like we started your show I was 11 years old when the uh, when the currency changed from 90% silver to Johnson slugs and in April August 15 1971 Nixon called the gold window not that you could own gold as an American you couldn't it was outlawed so I bought one of these, you know, when it was like 12, 13, I had, I started buying silver dollars at a very early age. And it was more than a dollar because it was silver value plus a coin value. But I don't want to lie there. I can't even remember, but it probably like five or six fiats would buy you a silver dollar back when I was a 13 year old kid. And mm -hmm. of course now they're 28 or nine or they're probably 31 or two. I haven't checked the price on them. I don't buy them that often because um, you get more silver per fiat if you buy, you know, a slab of silver. But I love to show these off. You know, like if I ever meet you face to face, I'll probably just give you one because 
That way you can teach your friends, your kids, if you have them or whatever, and say, that's a dollar. You used mm -hmm. to work all day for that. So, you know, what's today's wages at 15 bucks an hour over in what, Seattle? So yep. eight, that's 40, eight, uh, 120, 125 a day. So that three quarters of an ounce would be the equivalent of a day's labor, average person, 125. So that says that should be 125, but remember that's three quarters of an ounce. So you should really up it by another 20% or so. So add another, let's say 25 bucks. So that today in today's, what is a day's labor worth should be about 150 bucks. Yeah, 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 definitely. That, I agree, I agree. And so since you mentioned that, um, I'm actually coming up on 500 subscribers, everyone. So. Uh, you're watching the silver guru on the channel. I'm going to be giving away an ounce of silver. Uh, so once I reach that 500 mark, so be sure to drop a comment in the section below. You have to comment the Morgan report in order to enter for this drawing for a free ounce of silver. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Daryl, let me match it. I will send two of these half ounces. So the two of those will be one ounce. Those are coins that I had minted from a mint master friend of mine uh, when silver bottomed in 2008 during the financial crisis, about nine bucks an ounce. The silver was selling about 13. Again, a big premium like now. People were very willing to pay 13 for the, even though the paper price showed nine or 890 or whatever it was, we were close to nine. Hey everyone, I wanna thank you for tuning in to that interview today with David Morgan from The Morgan Report. Uh, we are doing a free ounce of silver giveaway. So you're actually going to get two ounces if you comment below the Morgan report. Uh, so sorry that the interview actually ended in an awkward place. We, we ended up being done with the interview and we got into a conversation and we were talking for a little while. So I just wanted to let you guys know that I appreciate your support for the channel. And as we come up on 500 subs, if you comment below the Morgan report, you will be entered for a free giveaway of two ounces of silver. So, all right. Thank you all and bye.